Okay, Coach. <clears throat> Hello there, Sherry. Hello. <laughs> so you're out of the cast. You now have a sleeve compression sleeve on there to help you out and stuff and healing up good, hopefully. Yeah, my bionic armor's coming along just fine. In about another 17 months, we ought to see what we got. <laughs> yeah, when you told me the um, the time that, you know, recovery and all that, I was like, oh, that was a big deal. Yeah. That was a big deal, so. Yeah, it kind of made my head bounce a little bit, too. It was like, yeah. 18 months, am I going to be alive in it? <laughs> like, I'm not normally thinking along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. Well, go ahead and introduce yourself, Coach. Coach Greg McNeil. Oh, man. Let's see. Um, I'm still an all-around funny guy. Yes. The person that is really here to help you to do things that you love doing in your life, your interpersonal goals, all the joy you want to have, and whatever that looks like. I'm the guy that likes to help people to do that. Me too. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm going to say. That's right. Yes. My name is Sherry Wilson. It's exactly the same. <laughs> Doesn't matter if it's business, if it's personal, whatever it is. That's you right. know, I find sometimes, Coach, that you know, you've got like certain personalities like we mm -hmm. have. You know, the D. I think you're more of a DI. I'm a DC. Have you noticed we have a lot of irons in the fire? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, what on earth? You know? We can't stop moving. <laughs> one time my husband he told me he said well we were talking to someone and said so the lady turns and says well what do you do looking at me and I was all where do I start because I'm like which one do I want to you know showcase and my husband's like oh no 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 she she would have to be president to have a vacation <laughs> I was like oh stop it's not that bad but coach I have an update on my getting up at 5 a.m. hit us with it okay so, you know, we were talking the intensive this morning. Mm -hmm. Our last one, you know, until we reopen it up, mm -hmm. right, um, with our student. And I, um, I was, you know, talking about how in the, you know, book, the 5 a.m. club, it's like 30 days of deconstruction. Mm -hmm. So that's like the most, you know, because you're deconstructing habits, right. right? 30 days of deconstruction. Then you have like another 30 days of building mm -hmm. and then you get into automation mm -hmm. and uh and i realized because of the tools the things we teach mm -hmm. that the first week was rough mm -hmm. the second week i would have like um uh you know a little bit of a lull in the morning and mm -hmm. afternoon mm -hmm. uh but by the third week i am rocking and rolling i'm hardly i don't feel any more tired than I did when I would go to bed at 10 or 11 and get up at 6, between 6 and 8. I don't feel any more tired. Coach, I am getting so much stuff done. I'm now actually irritated that I did not do this sooner. So I sat down with my, my you know, my planner, you know, my Hell Yeah Life planners. Mm -hmm. Got to put a plug in there. They're there available. Uh, but I sat down with my planner and I'm all, huh, okay, let's see. I've done all my work. That is normal. And I just literally like, I'm going to have to come up with some work. <laughs> so I decided, hey, I'll do stuff that I've been wanting to do for years, like specific either business goals or, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, other goals like that. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be able to get the, you know, it is amazing. Yeah. But what I was very thankful of is I know the, the work we do with ourselves mm -hmm. and the work we do with others mm -hmm. shortened the habit forming process. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, 
Um, so if you know Sherry personally, then you know <laughs> that if you mention 6 a.m., 7 a.m. in the morning with Sherry, you better have something a big deal going on. Yes. So now we're talking about someone that's getting up at 5 a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Isn't <laughs> that she, funny? And she looks fresh, right? She don't look like she's I struggling. Feel good. You don't, I feel good. Yeah, and you it's did. Thursday. That's right. So normally by you know Friday, people are like halfway dead. Mm-hmm. I feel great. Yeah. I'm like, look, she's all fresh. Look at everything. Well, so, pow. And not only that, but like, you know, I get all my work, most of my work done before noon, mm-hmm. by uh, noon or one, and they have appointments, things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but I immediately wake up and do some type of physical activity Good for about Good. 20 minutes. And uh, then I have like reflect time and then uh, grow time. Mm-hmm. And that's in that book by Robin Sharma. But then I'll, I have time to do my weight training or kettlebell training in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So I told my sister, I said, I'm going to be so fit. It's going to be ridiculous because when mm-hmm. you get up that early, you have time to do all kinds of stuff. There you go. That's exactly right. Because <laughs> I got those apps I'm working on, Coach. Mm-hmm. You know, That's right. on my vision board. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so- <laughs> That's exactly right. And it's funny, right, because you have to, you know, you really want abs to work well for you as a woman that is not... 26 years old, yeah. you got to have your life in order, right? Because when that stress hits you, it goes to the belly. It does. And the, it can go to the hips, you, either an apple or a pear, but the belly for sure. Yeah. Coach, I'll be 49 next month. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Well, Sherry, good job. Thank you. You know, good job. <laughs> okay. So I said something this morning that I think goes along with what we want to talk about in our pre-show. I think I'm going to title this episode, and you'll probably hear Joseph in the background, by the way. Um, I want to title this episode, I think, Coach, Too Many Words. Okay, got it. Um, Because you asked the question of, like, how do we get to the truth? Well, when you said that, it reminded me of um, our discussion this morning because I said hope requires stewardship. Mm Mm-hmm. And what I've noticed in our intensives that we do, and really any work, Mm -hmm. actually, Mm -hmm. what I've noticed is when we start showing people Mm -hmm. how much power they have Mm -hmm. to live the life they want, Mm -hmm. it freaks them out. Yes, it does. I mean, there's no other words for it. Now, some people have already attained a level, Mm -hmm. but I can't think of a single student that has not gotten emotional Mm In our intensive, because all of a sudden they realize that what they can have, they can actually have. That's right. So they're no longer in theory. That's right. We're telling you, you can have what you want. Mm-hmm. That was a surprising response to me. Mm-hmm. Because when people, you know, like I would think that if people told me I could have something, my dad always said, you can have whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And that's how I was conditioned. That's right. So it's like, absolutely, I can. Mm-hmm. But when you're dealing with people that they don't know that, what I meant when I said hope must be steward stewarded is all of a sudden, the responsibility is now on you. That's right. And I think that's what freaks people out. It huh? It is. So... One of the things that happens with conditioning is that there is this sort of like passing of the buck, mm-hmm. right? It's like, well, I'm this way because my mom and dad screwed me up. Right. So then we go to the parents and the parents say, well, 
I'm this way because my mom and dad screwed me up. Yes. So then we go to their parents, right? Yep. And yep. so now, now we're back a hundred years. Coach, oh. you can go back to the beginning. Remember, Adam's like, it's that woman you gave me. That's right? exactly <laughs> where I was going, right? We so we people don't realize it, but you've been conditioned to pass the buck, right? <laughs> <laughs> for a very long time. I didn't even think about that. It it's like, it ain't my fault, man. I was doing just fine until you put her here, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, and then we go to the next one. No, that's oh. not my fault. No, my mom and, you know, my look, exactly. <laughs> it's responsibility, mm-hmm. right? We are all responsible, responsible for the thoughts we think. Yes. And then we're responsible for everything that comes after that. So one of the things that I like to say again and again to people, the first action is not a behavior. The first action is a thinking process, yes. right? Yeah. You know, so if you're thinking a certain way, that's what's going to materialize in your world. Yeah. And if you're if you think that's too much for you, then why don't you just sit back and watch what you do? Yeah. But then again, the person doesn't want to do that, right? Because guess what? If they pay attention to what they're doing, they become responsible. Yes. So now they're just running all over the place, right? You know, like a fish on a hook. trying to. It's like, it's like no, the truth frees you mm-hmm. and it also will catch you up. Yes. It, <laughs> you know, Coach, you said, like, how do we get to the truth and then... You said for that because, you know, the truth is what sets you free. Well, me being someone that, you know, I read my Bible a lot, right? Mm-hmm. It does not say that. It says knowing the truth, <laughs> right? Can you give the definition of knowledge? Because it's one of my favorites. You say it all the time. So um, knowledge that has application is power. Mm-hmm. Just random information is yeah. not. So the guy comes in and it's like, well, you know what? I read this someplace. Mm-hmm. You know, I got 3,000 books in my library, but he wears glasses and he's 100 pounds overweight. Yeah. You're not a very smart person to me. <laughs> you might read a lot of books, but you're not a smart person because the first thing that you're charged with doing is taking care of your body because if your body is a vessel Right. If it is a representative of your relationship to your creator, then your reflection is a body that is in good health. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it's going on in your mind as well, too. So what I'm saying is it's kind of like, no, there's a lot of people that may think that they're smart, but they're not necessarily knowledgeable. Yeah. Because when stressful situations come, what we call challenges. Right. Yeah. They are not prepared to deal with them. All the knowledge that they have right is not useful because they can't apply it to that situation that they're currently in so we could say that you know there there is truth so like if you um jump off a building the law of gravity is a truth yes it is you will go splat probably looks like an egg might be dead (laughs) right (laughs) so there are truths but when when you were talking i was thinking of you know, a lot of people will talk a lot and they'll, they can discuss any subject matter, any topic. And, and so they, they think that they are knowledgeable. Well, when you said that really knowledge isn't just the data you take in That's right. or what book you read or whatever, mm-hmm. 
True knowledge will manifest in execution. It'll manifest in you applying That's right. what you learn. That's right. And so part of how do you get to the truth? What's your practice, right? We're That's big right. on that. What That's are right. you practicing? That's right. Because whatever you're practicing is what is your truth, is what you're believing. That's exactly right. Good or bad. That's right. Um, so then when you when you get people like into situations like our intensive or they you know read all these books or whatever, um, all of a sudden they're required to actually get to the truth. That's right. And I think maybe kind of getting into a little bit, because like you said a statement, we've been conditioned to fear who we think we are, not who we actually are. That's right. Can you go a little bit deeper into that? Yeah. So let's just say, for instance, by the time we get to 25 years old, we have a story surrounding us. Yes. That somebody else has given to us, right? Yep. So we don't even know that there's an opportunity for us to reclaim identity until we start fighting with the people that we grew up with in our household, right? Which... (laughs) As though parent-child conflict is something that is destined to happen. Wait a minute, let's back up with that. That too may be conditioning as well. Yep. So somebody has framed your thinking. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're not beautiful enough. You're not smart enough. You... You don't possess the skills that your other brother or sister does, or you're not like the young boy or the young woman across the street, right? So now we have created a narrative for you, Mm -hmm. right? So now you're growing up and you have this, what we call like dissonance, right? We have this thing going on in your brain. You're not really sure who you are, Mm -hmm. right? But you're trying to get it. You don't think you're what they're telling you, but you're not really sure who you are. So now, as you continue to age, you're stuck with this this notion in your head. It's like, well, well, who am I really? Mm-hmm. Am I the person that they told me I mm-hmm. am or I'm something else? So now, all of a sudden, we have people who can be afraid to act in their own best interest because they have now reinforced through their relationships, because this is something that happens in that narrative, yeah. right? Their relationships start to reflect that conditioning. Yes. So guess what? You get in a relationship that doesn't work out. Maybe you get fired from a job or something happens. It could really be something that's kind of like, I don't want to say arbitrary, but it's not a destiny for you. But when you take that disappointment and then you link it to that narrative, that conditioning that you have, well, you're not going to amount to much. Well, I failed at this, so now I guess I'm going to fail at something else, but not really. So what you really want, what you really think you can do, you don't know how to get to it now, right? Mm. Because what's in your head is what you're afraid of. I'm afraid that I'm a selfish. I'm afraid that I'm no good, that I'm not worthy of love, or that I'm not capable of succeeding in the world that I want. And now this becomes something powerful in the person's life and they're not able to overcome it unless someone teaches them how to think differently about themselves. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So basically people are walking all over this planet fearing that they're who other people have said when that's not the reality. That's absolutely true. So it's kind of like fearing a, you know, a ghost that doesn't exist or 
You know what I mean? Like it, 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 it's not a reality. It is not until the person makes it so. Okay. And that's where you and I come in, right? right? Because we meet them at that juncture. Yeah. Right? They come in, it's like they we find out they've been living this life and it's not consistent with who they are. Mm-hmm. So they have some kind of mental state, inner state that's incompatible with their goals and dreams. Mm-hmm. So they may come to us and it sounds like they got a financial thing that they want to do. Maybe I need to grow my business. Maybe I need to do that. But the longer we sit with them, we start to find out you don't actually have a problem making money. You actually have some intangible things going on and you're not really sure. You're in a relationship with the guy that you don't love, right, right. anymore. Mm-hmm. But you can't get out of that relationship because you think if you get out of that relationship, you're going to be this what? That thing that you were conditioned a long time ago, right? Yes. You can't stay still. You can't be with one person. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, but who wants to be one person that doesn't treat you right? Mm-hmm. Who said that you have to stick with someone that doesn't love you and treat you right? Yeah. Well, guess what? We've seen it too many times. To <sighs> Right. Coach, can I tell you one that I see all the time? Yes, ma'am. But I want to get... Okay, so I... in the This circles, is a tough one. Hang on now. It is. So like... <clears throat> excuse me. In the circles I run, your divorce is like you're the devil. That's right. You know what I mean? If you're mm. divorced or if you ever divorce, it's like, oh my gosh, you're, you know, are you even saved? You're going to hell. I mean, it's like, it's up there like, you know, if they're a Lucifer or something, you know? <laughs> it's like, damn. And I actually could get in a the- theological discussion that would probably blow the wigs off some people where that comes in. But, so, <laughs> just saying that... <laughs> we just flew off <laughs> to say that you know i under i do not like divorce for anybody it's tough my dad was married three times it was tough on me um you know me and mike when we got married uh we we're like that will not be in our vocabulary That's and we right. just but we had to work mm-hmm. right we had mm-hmm. to work okay so with that being said um Oh, that's funny. I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> I did what you did. I did earlier. that this morning. It was like, I was, and it was like, what was I saying? <laughs> oh, I almost had it. Oh, here it is. Okay. <clears throat> so the people I talk to that are basically like in situations where there's one that's trying, one that could care less. You know, so if you're if you're in a couplehood and you have one that's doing everything they can to make the relationship better, and then you have the other one that's not, it's it's doomed. It's doomed. So you only have one of two decisions. You learn to live with whatever it is you're dealing with, or you get out. There's really no other. I mean, if the person's not going to change, there's nothing else you can do. Okay. All right. Nine times out of ten, if there's kids involved. This is, you know, well, we stayed together for the kids or, you know, I don't want to leave for the kids. You know what I have found out? Typically in these situations, the kids are like, would y'all please? Exactly. Divorce (laughs) already? I mean, and I don't know if it's like a cultural thing. I mean, I know anytime my dad was married to an idiot, I was like, would you please get rid of this woman? You know, now I don't know where one is. The other one I didn't even know until I was, you know, was older. But one, she's she's really neat now. But it's like, please, you know. So that's that's something where a lot of people, they think, you know, that 
people look down on them or that they, you know, for the sake of the kids and the kids are miserable, but they don't want to tell the parent because you know, they'll feel like they're maybe betraying their, you know, parents or something. So, I mean, I see that all the time. That is all abstract thinking. Yep. And especially now, Exactly. So now, this, I'm this guy. Mm-hmm. If you live the truth you have, you can talk to me about God and Jesus all day long. I ain't going to be offended by it. Let's wrap with it. We can take an eight-hour trip. I, you're not going to wear me out. Right. But if you're not that person and you start trying to talk that, by the time I finish with you, you're going to feel like you've been through a paper shredder. Let me just be honest, right? Because it's like, don't give me that. You either live it or shut up. Yeah. Let's change the subject. <laughs> so, Coach, you're feisty Oh, am I? It must be the bionic arm working on me. <laughs> so, but think about this. Listener, here's a woman. Remember I said this, she's internal springtime. Mm-hmm. If she turns to winter, it's because you did that, right? You dried her up, you killed her, it's your fault, you are a murderer, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm talking emotional and psychological here, right? Mm-hmm. Not the physical. Yeah. But if you're listening to me, listener, this is, hang on to this story or this example. You love your man. You raised his children. Mm-hmm. You didn't ask him for much. Yep. But what you asked him for, you know you needed it. Yep. But instead, he just assumed that you were supposed to be his wet nurse, mm-hmm. feed him, do all of that other kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then he just goes out as, as though that's the only thing that you're required to do. Yeah. <clears throat> Wrong answer. Yeah. Nowhere. Cut the nonsense out. Yeah. Okay, so now the woman says, this is where I'm at. This is what I need. Mm -hmm. And suddenly now the man says, well, you know what? I'm not willing to do that. I don't know what's going on with you. Maybe there's something happening. So he's dismissed her life on the planet and assumed that her life has to be wrapped up in his. Yes, Mm-hmm. And now she's like, I don't know what to do. Am I going to go to hell for feeling this way? And it was like, not if you come to me, you won't. <laughs> you're getting ready to get free. <laughs> and I'm telling you right now, if you got a wife out there that you're not treating well, you don't want us to. You don't want her speaking to me, right? <laughs> it's not because I'm trying to run her away from you, but it's like, look, I'm not going to let. A person wastes their lives on someone else that is not returning the investment of time, energy, love, understanding, and patience, and all those things that make couplehood great. Yes. Right? Yeah. Because your marriage is not bringing truth when you're doing that. Yeah. If you look at your wife or your husband and something is wrong with them and you don't care... You're not in a loving relationship. You're not in a relationship ordained by God. So stop throwing theory and abstract stuff out there so you can keep people trapped because that's how we're trying to break the conditioning right now. I mean, right now, most of our work that we do, even for people who are supposed to be top professionals, we have to travel backwards before we can go forward. Uh, that you know, our first, uh, our, our first, we called it a mastermind. Yep. And then we're like, oh no, <laughs> we need to switch things up because the this the work we do it definitely is challenging, and it you do you have to go backwards before you can even go forward. Okay, 
So, oh, <laughs> gosh, <laughs> so I need to, I need to apologize. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! So I attempted to shut the door, and uh, I'm crying. <laughs> and I got this one arm. <laughs> I slammed the door by accident. <laughs> Because I can't feel what's happening, so I apologize for that. Oh my goodness, that's hilarious. Is it oh. Friday or is it Thursday? <laughs> oh shit. Oh goodness. <sighs> okay. <laughs> that was some truth right there. Yeah, you was. will not pass right this way. You can't come in here. <laughs> okay. Alright, so when it comes to okay, so truth. What are, okay, maybe I should ask this question. It didn't mean to make you cry. Oh, I'm crying, man. I'm laughing so hard. Okay, so you have to have courage. Yes. Because how do you find the truth? You start asking questions, That's huh, right. That's exactly right. You don't get to the truth without investigation. Mm-hmm. You know, like, guess what? Your car doesn't crank. Your gun doesn't fire. Your bow doesn't work. Your rod and reel doesn't work, you know, or whatever that is. It's like you can't find that pot that you was just using 10 minutes ago. You have to go through a process, right? It's Why don't we do that with ourselves? Isn't that interesting? We investigate and troubleshoot everything except Because inside. that is not prized. That's why you're conditioned mm. out of it. You are conditioned out of self-reflection because if you are a person who has self-reflected, your life is different. Yeah. Our lives have changed since we invested in the principles. Yeah. Because we can't live the life that we live when we're on. You're either dedicated to the things that allow you to live the type of life that is creates harmony with you, the planet, and everybody else around it. Yeah. Or you're doing something else. Okay, so you have to start asking questions. You do. And like one you said was like, why, do, maybe a good question, why am I not succeeding in this area? That's that right. was one of the things you That's mentioned. Right. The other one is possibly, why does the same thing keep happening? That's exactly right. Now, there's already been a lot of truth confronting BS in this episode. Yeah. Um, but this is where, again, we need to have that principle because you don't blame everybody else. No. You know, now you can acknowledge the part people might play. That's so right. So when you're looking at like parent stuff, mm -hmm. right? Um, the idea is absolutely your parents, you know, had a part in how you think, had mm -hmm. a part in how you see yourself. So did mm -hmm. your school peers and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, I remember being 24, just realizing I'm not who I want to be. Mm -hmm. And I remember I started going around uh, like walks. I would go for walks. And I'd be like, who am I? Mm -hmm. And I would just ponder those questions. Some of the answers weren't great. Mm -hmm. I remember one time I was walking and uh, I just thought, man, I, I'm selfish. And it wasn't like I was like, you know, you're selfish because that's what I was told. It's like, I am. You know, like when I do certain things, I do this and I'm not being considerate of others. Okay, I got to work on that. It was like, I would just go around like, who do I want to be? I want to be a generous person. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to be a respectful person. Mm -hmm. um, I want to be a joyful person. Mm -hmm. So I had to start asking questions and get around to the origin story of where 
certain things came from. Mm-hmm. And so asking questions where you're not blaming others, you can acknowledge the role mm-hmm. that people have. And what was interesting is I had a stepmom that would tell me I was selfish all the time. And I was an only kid growing up. Now I have a sister, but we didn't grow up together. And so that was a conditioning. Mm-hmm. And I don't ever remember not being told that. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, but man, you know, like, was that a self-fulfilling or was it a reality? I don't know. I just know I began to ask questions and I didn't like who I was and I changed it. Mm-hmm. Right. So other things, you may not be that at all. No. We've talked to people and we've told them, no, you're not that. You're this. I mean, this is what we see. Mm-hmm. And they just can't, can't see it. The, the most painful part um, for me in the work that I do is <clears throat> once you see that a, a mind that has been conditioned to the point where it's locked down. Uh-huh. You mind know, you, coach. And mm-hmm. once you see that, then it's like, okay, um, there comes a definite decision that has to be made on how you're going to work with that person. Mm-hmm. And so... Whenever I pick that up, it's like, okay, so it sounds like you don't want to change. Well, if you don't want to change, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But you have to understand that other people around you are going to change, right? And so, and they're most likely, if they're in a relationship, they're going to leave you in the dust, Yeah. right? But not because of them, but because of you, Yeah. right? Yeah. Because if you don't change... You don't grow. And so one of the things that people fail to realize is when you've been conditioned so much to think egocentrically, everything is about you. Mm -hmm. You forget about your partner and you're just living this solo life while you're married or in a relationship with someone else. And then when someone brings to your attention that you're not fulfilling some sort of role in that relationship, now you don't understand. Yeah. Right. You don't understand. And you hear people say, I don't understand. Mm -hmm. That's probably a moment when it's important to get to the truth, right? It is. If you're in a situation where it's like, I don't understand what happened or, you know, why does this keep happening? That's a time for questions. That's exactly right. And that's exactly where I go with people too. It's like, okay, let's talk about it. That's what I do too. That's exactly (laughs) right. And And then when you start asking questions and then you see it in their face and it's like, okay, And so one of the things I like to say is, look, understand this. If you're not comfortable with seeing your own truth, Mm -hmm. you have to understand I'm not the person that you're contending with. You can make whatever decision that you want. But what you have to understand in this space, if you choose to stay in the place of ignorance, not knowing, um, dissociation or any of those things that is your right and your privilege, mm-hmm. but it does not extend to those people outside of you. Yep. So when you pull that act that you do so routinely and then somebody calls you out on it and then mm-hmm. they leave you mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden now you're running to see someone and say, well, I just got left or whatever that is. And I don't mm-hmm. know why this keeps happening to me. It's like, yes, you, you do. do. Yeah. You know, and don't be surprised. When it happens again and again, (laughs) right? You know, it's like, it's like, look, 
we create our patterns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I don't know how many times we have to be married before we realize we create our patterns, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, or any other thing Business in our life. failures. Bis- that's exactly right. I mean, you know, how you handle your finances. Like a lot of people think that's something that's, you know, abstract and neutral. No, 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 no. There is a relationship with money. There's a relationship with things. So you got to understand those. 